With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pit Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. Kevin Schwant. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. All right, hello again, everybody. Hour number two of the program now. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Tony Wink, Scott Casper, in our 14th year of being on the air. Jeevenie. Yeah, how about that? Long time, P- boys. PJ Duran used to just sit out in the parking lot and listen to it on the radio. Uh, just this is such a fanboy. Huh? I was such a fanboy. This is 15th year. Is we it? started in 03. This is 2018. I'm not good with math. Though. Well, I went to winter. By the way, happy birthday to you. August 1st, you Thanks. you became uh, a 30-plus-year-old guy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. 30-plus, yep. Yeah. You, and you, uh, tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow is mine. We'll yeah. turn 40. Whoa. Uh, and this Saturday will be mine. My wife keeps saying, oh, it's 59. It's 59. So I don't feel 59, but thank you for that. Um, and it is, if it's your birthday month, we want to hear from you. Let us know. Check out the website. Click on the Contact Us button, and we will wish you next week, live from the Iowa State Fair, we will wish you a happy birthday uh, from the great Iowa State Fair. Is that like a preacher saying, if you send me money, we'll pray for you? Well, we haven't it's asked very for close. the cash part. It's very yet. close. <laughs> well, I respond with the request for cash. So your first one very clever. is my birthday, and, very and we're going to say your name on the air. Please send $10 because we need the money. Anyway, well, welcome back to the program, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Uh, Tommy Boy Halverson, Chris Bishop, contributing and writing. Uh, Jack and Leanne DeLeon, our producers, both internet and uh, on radio. Thank you guys very much. Uh, Tony Wink in studio, along with PJ Duran. I'm Scott Casper. We're talking motorcycle racing. Davy Coombs lit it up. And to uh, keep the fire burning, as it were, Sickwick's founder, Aaron Bannister, had joined us for the final interview of our number one and Tony, that was kind of an odd thing for me, in that you'd booked somebody that was so non non traditional as far as our guest goes. Well, but, I met him in Tennessee at the ranch, so that, it's not that's like that's the point. That's what yeah it, it draws the family together. There are a lot of things that make our family strong, and I'm talking about the family of motorcycling. But uh, to go outside of it, uh, and you really didn't. You didn't really go outside, but you talked about a segment, something that was interesting, and obviously doing very well sickwicks.com uh candles that have a benefit and speak to our industry pj let's go to you with the breaking news uh to reiterate uh, in the road racing world roger lee hayden uh, announced his retirement last week. The last of the race in Hayden's uh, is finishing up his career this season on the Yoshimura Suzuki team. And we had a one heck of a barn burner from the Brno in the Czech Republic yep. in MotoGP. Dovizioso edged out Lorenzo and Marquez, and we are off to Austria, the Red Bull ring this weekend. And lots of uh, lot, a lot of storylines uh, uh, from overseas. Uh, a couple guys maybe have changed brands, some brand hopping going on. Absolutely. To say nothing of Roger Lee's uh, vacating of a seat will now leave one very hot seat for uh, 
someone to fill. And any, we, any anticipation there? Uh, I, I, there's a number. It's easy to make an argument for a number of uh, current Moto America racers. Right. Um, I don't want to play favorites just yet, so <laughs> I certainly have my favorites. But you don't want to say Jake Lewis? I, well, he's he's in there, and uh, he'd be my pick, but I'm not the only one who who uh, would say that. There's a bunch of really – Kyle Wyman is a guy whose oh, name yeah. has to come up. Oh, yeah. Um, How many races left for him? For who's that? For Raj. For Raj? Yeah. Uh, gosh, there's probably four. Four or five yeah. events left. We'll have him on next week. Yeah, we got Sonoma coming up this weekend. Sure, sure. I'm going to the season-ending race at Barber Motorsports Park, so I'll get to watch that. Season-ending for who? Uh, season-ending for Moto America. I just messed with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this Roger portion. Lee. <laughs> yeah. But we'll have Raj on next week to uh, talk about it live from the Iowa State Fair. Uh, it's 7 to 9 Central Standard Time. You're going to be able to tune in to that program uh, live on iHeart. And I'm... And Jack, make sure we talk with uh, uh, our, our executive producer, if you will, Andrew, about airing that show live on KXNO as well. Can you do that for me? Would you send him a little email before we leave here tonight so we can just go live both on, on iHeart and also on KXNO? Because that, that, there's something magical about the State Fair. First of all, Tony uproots his family, moves them all to the east side of Des Moines. Mm-hmm. And and they're all comfortable. I don't get it, personally. I like to go over, eat a sandwich, go home. We got that east side of blood in us. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> it's, uh, you guys fight amongst I'm yourselves. I'm totally into the fair thing, dude. I'm I'm bummed there's no pumped? races there anymore. No, there may not be racing. Really, would make year. it just that much cooler. Yeah, if I mean the racing really makes. There the was deal. a time when there was motocross races going on at That's the right. Iowa State Fair. That's yeah. Right. Well, you produced or a flat track you, or something. You produced uh, something. Yeah, flat you, track would be rad. You produced in the infield uh-huh. of uh, of the oval yep. uh, races, and I announced there for a number of years. I remember, and how much fun that was that the pit area was all paved, and uh, it it was just it was a rocking good time, and I hope. I hope, and we'll. Um, I, I believe we'll have the uh, the general manager of the Iowa State Fair on the program next week. We'll talk to him a little bit about that. I'll be out there for two other big shows with Cookies, Barbecue Sauce, and Cast. So uh, we hope you join us next week. The Iowa State Fair starts up later this week on Thursday, and then it goes for a big 10-day run. So how about that? This portion of our program brought to you by the Light Hydrogen Racewear, manufactured by our good friends at Fly Racing. Five years ago, Fly Racing's Light Hydrogen line was the first true lightweight racewear uh, that made it to the market, and the original gear line to define the minimalist lightweight category. But when you're first... First, you have to stay on the gas. And, Tony, you know what that means. Fly continues to develop and improve the premium gear with the addition of the BOAS system. This revolutionary waste adjustment system offers fast, on-the-fly micro-adjustability with a truly dialed-in fit. A simple turn of the dial delivers unparalleled performance, comfort, and convenience all at once. Visit flyracing.com for more details. All right, joining us now is the organizer of the Kenda AMA Tennessee Knockout Extreme Enduro that's coming up next weekend, Sean Finley. Sean, what's going on? How are you? Hey, Sean. Good to be here, guys. Um, yeah, enjoy listening to the show. We're just having a little show around the fire here, and uh, welcome to it. Glad to be here. You've been organizing the pro racing for the Tennessee Knockout Extreme Enduro for what now? Is it eight or nine years? Because I thought it was uh, nine. This- this next week will be the eighth running of the uh, the Kansas Tennessee Knockout. Mm. Are you on a speakerphone, Sean? Uh, on cell phone. Okay, same, just about the same. Um, so, talk to us a little bit about how how did the 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 knockout start? What was the origin of the race? 
Uh, so it's held at the, the Trials Training Center in uh, Sequatchie, Tennessee, which is basically the middle of nowhere in Tennessee, uh, a little bit north of Chattanooga, though. Um, it's actually been, there's been world uh, trials events held there, I think two or three times over the years. Um, Dan Brown, the owner, had uh, some interest in trying to put on an extreme enduro-type event and approached Eric Bernard, who's the, the gentleman that founded Enduro Cross. Uh, he and I have worked together a bunch uh, on Enduro Cross and other things, and uh, so we got together and, and helped Dan organize that first event. Uh, like I said, uh, this will be the eighth one coming up here this week. And how has it evolved over the years? Um, it's actually amazing to see how how much it's evolved. It's it's, it's you know it's like um, like Erzberg or you know Romaniacs and those kind of events in Europe are are really popular, and there's there wasn't much going on like that in the U.S., you know, uh, eight years ago when we first started it. So that first year, we got Cody Webb and um, Mike Brown and Colton Haker, guys that were, you know, racing enduro crosses here in the U.S. Yeah. Were, were some of the regular guys. And then a lot of the GNCC and National Enduro Riders showed up, and it was cool to see them all face off, you know, at, at what was kind of, you know, I guess one of the first big, you know, extreme enduros here in the U.S. And... Uh, it, it took off really quickly, though. Uh, there was immediately a lot of interest. Uh, amateur entries grew rapidly. Um, the the property is not very big, so we can only actually take about 250 entries uh, for the amateur day on Saturday. Uh, we pre-seat uh, about 30 riders that are top riders like, like Cody Webb and Wade Young and, and uh, Colton Aker and guys like that are pre-qualified through to Sunday. Uh, and then Sunday is a four-round knockout format. And uh, like I said, over the years, it's evolved to where uh, last year we had Graham Jarvis come compete. Uh, we've had Wade Young, who just won Romaniacs, uh, come compete two years ago and planning to come back again this year. Uh, Mario Ramon, Ramon from uh, Spain uh, competed last year. Uh, so we've got a lot of international interest uh, coming over to compete against the top Americans. And are you getting a lot of the – so Enduro Cross is – continues to it seemed be doing well uh, is it pretty much the entire paddock from that series and sport coming over or a little more uh you know uh what level of uh, the those competitors are hitting you yeah pretty much all of those most of those top 10 guys will be here and, and are kind of the top american riders that'll be competing um you know cody webb colton haker competing and then we also though get what's kind of cool is Josh Toth, who's the defending GNCC XC2 champion, is competing this year. Um, the main guy that he competes with in that series, Ben Kelly, is um, is also competing. He's rode the last couple of years. Uh, Noah Keppel, who's one of the top uh, riders for Gas Gas that races in Cross. And, uh, you know, like Toth has actually just won the most recent National Enduro. So it's kind of cool, like I said, to see some of these guys come from, from different disciplines and face off in, in this kind of racing. The, uh, the this being an outdoor event it can change you know it can be muddy I, I know in 16 they had a lot of rain there at least the videos that we watched look like it was pretty wet um does that uh i assume that plays a part in, in it as far as well for the riders but does it seem to deter the, the fans I, w- I gotta believe these are pretty hardcore fans no matter what the weather is whether it's going to be brutally hot like tennessee can be that time of year this time of year or uh or rain or or both in the same day, uh, you know what? What's 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 blown me away from from that year one? You know, we, we, it was 
kind of intensely, I guess, sort of small under the radar that first year, we thought. And I'll never forget that first morning, you know, the morning of, of amateur day, there was just way more people showed up than we ever expected just to watch and spectate. And like you said, they're, they're hardcore. They're out climbing on the rocks in the woods looking, you know, for the best places to see the riders come through. And um, in spite of rain a few years, you know, affecting the racing and, and all that, those people seem to still be there and, and, uh, and enjoying it. Talk about the women. I know you guys put a lot of effort into uh, the women. As a matter of fact, the pro purse for women has been increased to, uh, what, 2000 bucks for the top three ladies, right? Correct. And um, we've had a, a few women competed in those first few years before we even had a women's class, and a, and a few of them did much better than anybody anticipated. A couple of the stupid top girls at Racing Drill Cross then showed up. Rachel, for example. To, Rachel yeah, from Rachel in- Rudis, yeah. Exactly. She won it twice. Um, Morgan from Morgan California. Yeah. Yep. And Morgan Tanky came out last year and, and won um, the women's class. And um, we expect, we actually have a lot more women um, entering this year. And uh, and uh, Appalachian Off Road Motorcycle Company, AOMC, actually wanted to get involved with this year and, and actually helped put up the money to help uh, increase the purse and, and make it a little more exciting for the girls that are that are competing. And they're fast, by the way, PJ. Uh, I'm fast. sure they are. How big of a loop are we talking? I presume uh, you've got a loop of some type? Yeah, so the the knockout format that we kind of, along with Dan Brown, the owner, and, uh, and Eric and I, the, the first time we went there before we, when we kind of, kind of came up with the ideas for the event we actually went out riding trials bikes he showed us the property and we we uh we sat out there talking about a format and we wanted to do something a little different what we wanted to keep it exciting for the fans um so it's a four round on sunday it's a four round knockout format so there's a, a prologue kind of thing in the morning it's, a, it's we actually have two different courses so it's on a short course it's about a mile long and um the riders compete on that uh in order they kind of earn their spots based on how they rank worldwide in various racing forms. We kind of got a little complicated math formula to kind of rank them all. So the fastest guy gets a clean track and then they go out and it's like a qualifying lap, you know, they go, they do that. Everybody, there's, there's 60 guys actually that'll start on Sunday morning. Um, they'll do that and then, um, do a longer course, which is about a 15 to 18 mile course. It changes each year, depending on how much we put into it. They, they'll compete on that one-on-one, uh, like individually, and they have to be at one of the top 25 riders to keep moving on to the next round after that. And then uh, that's on the longer course. The third round then is again on the long course. Um, that's been kind of a heat race, almost like an endurocross or supercross heat race type format where there's five guys in each. Right. They have to be the top three in their group to move on to a 15-rider main event. So- um, then that main event is back on the short course again. there you go and it's it's uh again it keeps it close to the fans they can go they can see the riders come by several times and i'm and i'm talking it's gnarly these guys climb up you know rock faces you wouldn't even think is possible and they're doing it you know six seven times in a, in a single main event sequatchie tennessee is uh ultimately should be your goal should be on your calendar august 18th and 19th um some of the brands that are competing that really have voted with their presence and offering up some great competitors would include Beta. Um, the riders that have committed from Beta uh, are no slouches to this particular type of race. As a matter of fact, they've finished in the box, or on the box, I should say. And I'm talking about guys like uh, Travis Teasdale, 
okay? Uh, I'm talking about Gersten and Ashburn. I mean, these are strong contenders, but then you look uh, you know, look who Sherco's bringing, for goodness sakes. Wade Young and Mario Roman, okay? Those are, those are two guys that are confirmed for sure, and they're going to be contesting and competing for top. Uh, matter of fact, both riders there are podium finishers uh, in the past for TKO. I mean, you've got yeah. a strong field. It's not just, you know, a few really good guys and a whole bunch of, you know, also rands. You've got a really strong field of guys that want to compete and want to win. Yeah, exactly. Um, Cody Webb will be back. Uh, he actually broke his foot at Erzberg in June. Um, fortunately, actually, we just learned today that he did get the green light from his doctor to get back on the bike. So he's going to, he's a five-time defending champion, despite having guys like Graham Jarvis and Johnny Walker and Mario Brown and Wade Young come over here and try to beat him. Uh, he's won the last five years in a row. But he's going to be coming in with, you know, a little less preparation um, from being off the bike. Right. And uh, that, so that'll be interesting. But, uh, um, you know, he's he's grew up there doing trials events before he converted himself over to be, you know, an enduro cross and extreme, you know, enduro racer. So uh, he knows the terrain well. It's probably, I think, that one advantage he has. Um, he knows it so well. But And then now, like I said, he's won the last five years. He, he got second the two years prior to that. So he's He's going to be tough to beat, but it's really cool to see, you know, like you mentioned, there's there's 10 guys that are world-class level. Well, and, 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 and Colton Hanker is one of those guys. If if you're putting money on a race, all right, and, and betting on somebody not just finishing but finishing strong, Colton Hanker's name has got to be in there. He's he's obviously going to be a part of the conversation, but a 2017 FIM Super Enduro Champion, right? This guy knows how to get it done. Um, and, and, that, and that's it's huge for the field because it raises all. Uh, racing, uh, it, it raises all the levels for every racer that's competing. Uh, you're going through water, you're going through woods, you're going through rough terrain, smooth terrain. Uh, this is really an interesting race to watch. If you want to see people who are in tune with their, their bikes and their surroundings, in other words, the track that they're on and everything around it, check out the website. Go to TennesseeKnockoutEnduro.com. TennesseeKnockoutEnduro.com. You can find out more information on Facebook, Twitter as well, and Instagram. It's uh, easy enough to do. Up against the clock here right now um sean but uh i do want to thank you for joining us and we wish you the best will you come on when it's all over and tell us uh, your thoughts on the year yeah we'd love to and uh thanks for uh helping share the word on that's what we do i mean it's our birthday month so we'd like to give out the prizes and the yeah. gifts yeah yep yeah that's what right. we do until There's you prizes. make that phone call there are prizes jack got a prize earlier on the program so did land how about that i got pizza you got a piece of pizza? All right. Sean, thank you, bud. Uh, best of luck to everybody involved, of course, in the uh, Kenda AMA Tennessee Knockout Extreme Enduro Challenge. And it is just that, a challenge. If you think it's an easy race, think again. It's uh, all taking place coming up the 18th and 19th. Check out the website, TennesseeKnockoutEnduro.com. Back after this. Stay tuned. Hey there, and welcome to the Joy of Paddle podcast, hosted by me, Minter Dial, a veteran of the paddle tennis world, and sponsored by Paddle 1969. Whether you're a paddle tennis aficionado, just beginning, or have never even heard of paddle, or padel, as it's called in North America, this is an exhilarating new show that delves into the captivating stories of notable paddle personalities worldwide. In its inaugural season, you'll be treated to exclusive anecdotes, valuable tips, life lessons, and humorous moments shared by esteemed professional paddle players, 
industry insiders, and passionate paddle enthusiasts. With each season aligning with a pro tour, you can anticipate two engaging episodes per month. The Joy of Paddle Podcast is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, where you can find other great shows in a number of categories, such as sports, health and wellness, true crime, and fiction. To find out more about Evergreen Podcasts, go to www.evergreenpodcast.com. Vamos! Vamos!